grand rising beautiful souls my oracle babies um my gods and goddesses listen i know i've been gone for a while but life has really been life and for me in so many ways um as i sit here and as i'm like meditating writing in my journal i really been on this journey of self-discovery from interpersonal to out of personal to romantic relationships to platonic relationships just everything overall um i just want to talk about it like we have to get into it because i know everybody has their own opinions on things and how they feel about people and celebrities and let's just talk about it so of course i'm going to talk about Krishan and blue face because a lot of people have been watching him. We all have been watching him for years now, but this year and the last year has been pretty intense between the two. And people are like, oh yeah, their relationship is toxic. Oh yeah, that's not a healthy relationship. That's not love, blah, 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 blah. Technically, it is love. Um, and y'all could fight me on it. We could have a debate on it, but it is love. But here's the reason why I said it's love. These two are coming from... And mind you, they're close to my generation, but they're still babies. But just coming from the 90s and being a 90s kid and just seeing that we grew up with this idea, this image to portray because we witnessed our families going through it, our parents and their parents, parents and their parents, 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 parents. Well, you just have like, you know homes you have homes that have certain family members that are together and certain family members that are not but i want you to understand how this is love because you give love based off how you was exposed to it and how it was given to you as a child people tend to forget what you bring from your childhood and what you know what love is is what will manifest into your adulthood so for example I thought about Krishan and Blueface because, and I'm sitting here saying it's love because I can relate to it. I've been there. You know, I've been in a toxic relationship. I know what it's like to love somebody unconditionally. Yeah, you may call it trauma bonding and fuck yeah, it's trauma bonding. But at the same time, there's some type of way that y'all built that foundation. Like it could be besides the trauma bonding, you could, you could actually be able to chill with this person, have fun with this person and this person will melt away your issues and vice versa. Like y'all are just able to hold each other down and be solid as one. But then when y'all are separated, it's like, it's, it's just the illusions that we create in our heads be like, Oh, this person's cheating. And people don't realize like, we got to understand that we manifest our reality for what it is. So if you're going to think negative, the negative shit's going to happen. If you think positive, positive shit's going to happen. So for me to sit here and create all the illusions that I created in my head when I was in my relationship with the person I was dating, I created it and the things manifested, you know, and Christian and Blueface, when I sit here and watch them on Zeus Network, I really sit here and was like, it's sad to see two lost souls trying to find themselves, but they really do fucking love each other. Like, you can't deny when a man is happy. Like, when a man's happy, his face is going to light up just like the woman's face is going to light up. Like, it doesn't matter how bad it is. 
people find ways to work around the issues. People, we're all fucking human beings. Like, we're not perfect. So how are you supposed to expect a relationship to do that? Yes, it's not smart of them to disrespect one another, but that's a learning process that they have to go through. You know, we can't force them to do the things that we're not doing ourselves. And I condone those two because they don't give a fuck about what people got to say about them. They're still going to be happy regardless. But, you know, Blueface is set. He got money. Krishan, she's already upcoming. So it's just like she already got money in the bag and she was making money before she even met Blueface. Y'all got to remember that this girl was self, self-certified. self She was like her own boss. But I get it because look at the life that she lived. Look at how her lifestyle was. Like she didn't have nobody to support her and love her. She didn't have both parents in the house to love her. Her mom was probably overworking and doing drugs, and then her father was out being who he is, a rolling stone. So when you have two absent parents and the love is very limited, you don't know what the fuck that is. And then you got siblings that are just harsh and ignorant or sometimes just very hard on you. Yeah, that shit's tough. And then it makes you not want to be there, so then you get a house hop and then live from house to house to house to house until you get on your own. Yeah, like I I know what Krishan felt in a way. Because as a woman, I've experienced certain similar transitions of my life like that, you know, like we all connect in a way where certain things mirror back to us. And we're like, damn, it's a reality check. Like I kid you not, I sat here and I watched the last episode with my partner just last week and we were both talking about that shit. And it was just like, you know. I self-reflect on a lot of things before I even say anything. This is why I don't talk much when when I'm around people. Like, even with my partner, like, I don't say much. But it's just me and my partner been down this road plenty of times. Those that know me, they know the journey that I've been on. A lot of people told me to leave my partner alone. A lot of people told me to fall back from my partner, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I went through hell and high water, but at the same time, it's just like, love is... Something that's different, but yet yet again, at the same time, it shouldn't hurt you. But at the same time, love does hurt. Even your loved ones, like even your actual own blood can hurt you. And that shit stings. Yes, love shouldn't have to be painful, but love is a part of the growing process of being able to heal and forgive thyself. So you can forgive thy neighbor. Um, but... That's just something a little different for everybody. Um, you may say it's domestic violence. Like, there's just a lot of contradictory, like, contradiction, excuse me, y'all. Like, but at the same time, it's all about you holding yourself accountable for your actions on your intrusive thoughts, on your impulsive decisions, and just being able to, like, be an adult about it than actually act like a child. Yeah, like I said, I don't... I don't condone everything that those two do, but they, they're grown. They make their own decisions at the end of the day. I can't care about what she and him are doing because that's their relationship. At the end of the day, what happens behind closed doors is what happens behind closed doors. But like they said, Zeus Network actually, you know, it's kind of similar to Love and Hip Hop. Just saying, um, after watching certain shows on Zeus Network, like production makes it look like that they may cut out things that we're missing. So it's like, you guys got to understand, these are people's personal lives. Just because they're famous don't mean shit. They still are human beings at the end of the day. They still have things that they got to figure out as well. Like, 
it is what it is. But this is just a wake up call to all of us that went through this toxic shit. You know, we went through this stage in life where we thought the toxic relationship was the best thing, but all it caused was broken homes and damaged hearts and just intrusive behaviors that are not even healed. Like you still got people jumping from relationship, relationship to relationship. Then you got people that actually like, nah, fuck that. Like I'm, I'm going to heal myself. And technically I'm one of those people. Like I could talk about it because I've done it. Like I've had my fair share of cheating on people. I had my fair share of hurting people that loved me dearly, but I didn't give a love. I didn't give love back because I was feeling a void within myself because I had mommy and daddy issues, but I had more daddy issues than anything because for those that, you know, like I recently just lost my father, my birth father, um, a few weeks back and it really hit me hard because it's just like, I, the first time to ever feel this type of emotion during grieving was something new to me, but that's all I felt was pain and I was angry. I was hurting, you know, I was hurting and I was angry at the same time. Um, and the reason why is because my father wasn't really there for me the way I wanted him to be there. And I kept forcing that upon my partner as well, like forcing my partner to be a part of my life. And that, that causes codependency, you know, abandonment issues because you have those absent parents in your life and you're like, nah, fuck that. Like what the fuck is going on? But at the same time, you got to realize like, this shit really trickles down back into our adulthood as children. Whatever we went through as kids, it will manifest into our adulthood because we wasn't taught properly on how to face the issue. So my father was absent all my life. Yes, he he did a lot of in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Um, but he still, I had to realize and told myself this as I'm still grieving him, that he still made a way to be a part of my life it may not be the way I wanted him to be fully present physically 25 8 in my life but he still made an effort to still be a part of my life my life until he passed um and it honestly it sucks to go through that and I don't wish this on nobody like nobody should lose a parent you know but it's life and everything happens for a reason but I am I'm okay knowing that he's not hurting no more. Um, but I will say it's it was one of those things where it was like when me and my mom were at differences, like I wish he was here for me as a father should. Like literally I was looking for my father's love all my life. Um, any guy that I dated, it was kind of more so like the love I was looking for from my father. And technically, I found that in my partner. My partner is just like my father. Um, I told my partner that, and he was like, "Uh, I don't know your dad, but this is my life. You know, and I get that, yeah. But it was more so of an observation for me, and I was just telling him, like, you know, this is what I'm getting. This is the energy I'm picking up on. Like, because I went through some shit, y'all. But like I said, those that know, they know. Um, I don't want to get too much into detail because... We're not making this about my partner, which is more so of like me reflecting on this relationship and understanding the stem of the problem is childhood traumas and the love of parenting your children. Like, <laughs> like us that has kids and those that are going to have kids and those that will have kids later, 
um, just be mindful. Like this shit really does play a part on your, on your life. Like what you went through, if you don't fix what you're going through as an adult right now, before you have kids, oh, trust me, you're going to face that shit with your kids. And if you don't do it now at a, when they're at an early age, trust me, you're going to get hit when they're teenagers. Um, but I just want you to understand, like, you basically start to reparent yourself when you have kids. So, like, the first seven years of my life with my son was very beautiful. And now that I'm a mother of two and I have a beautiful baby girl, I literally just gave birth to myself. Like, I kid y'all not, y'all. Like, having a baby after... So, for those that didn't know, I had a baby. Yes, I had a baby. And I love her dearly. Um, She's my pride and joy. But the funny thing about this is when I finally gave my very first VBAC, and VBAC basically stands for vaginal birth after cesarean, which is a C-section, um... I went through that life and death experience. I felt myself die and come back to life. Um, I did die. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to y'all. I did die in the hospital. And then I came back to life. Um, because I ended up having postpartum hemorrhage. But that's because the doctors want to pull on my placenta. Knowing that they wasn't supposed to pull, but they pulled my placenta out. Okay, um, and then of course, my daughter was very big when I was carrying her, um, and my uterus was just very weak, so like the basic floor muscles was just fucking destroyed. Okay, um, and this is what I want y'all to understand as well like, this is a lot, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that in the next episode of this podcast, um, about vaginal, like you know, childbirth itself and the death in life experience of everything um and then of course going back to what I was saying and then having having my mom who was always on the go she's a working woman and she didn't really show love like emotionally she was just emotionally unavailable like having emotionally unavailable parents is another tough thing because you would think having uh emotionally unavailable parents is something to look for in a partner like what your parents project to you is what you find in, in the person that you're trying to love because you you look for the things that, you know, you were taught as a child um, or what you was given as a child. So if your parent was emotionally unavailable, then you're going to attract an unavailable partner or sometimes yourself will be unavailable, you know, mentally tapped out in a way like you don't have the capacity to deal with the shit. And I've been there plenty of times where I was emotionally tapped out and you know not there and not giving a fuck and just doing things out of impulse you know but I just want y'all to understand like what those two do that whatever they do to make themselves happy let them live their life if y'all feel a certain way like y'all can feel that that's how y'all feel but y'all can't dictate how these two feel like at the end of the day that nigga blue sean excuse me that nigga blue face don't give a fuck about how it what y'all say because he be posting exactly what y'all be saying and still laugh at the shit at the end of the day because he's still getting bread and same thing with Krishan. but Krishan, she's not one thing about her is she's stupid smart she's playing dumb for the camera she don't like the camera being on her 
for many reasons because people keep saying that she's dumb that girl is not stupid she just fights for what 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 she wants and she fights hard for it and i understand the hustle of fighting you know but at the same time she's fucking intelligent like if y'all never caught on to this girl talking at times when she's on the show like yes the last two episodes were actually intriguing for me like if y'all really want to know what happened at that no jumper um interview that made her look like an ass they all antagonized her they all ganged up on her but y'all need to go watch the actual interview on youtube it's on youtube just type in no jumper podcast and blueface christian is the one with the most fucking views okay um and it's just one of those things where it's like people do shit for the camera people do shit to get clout this man has name like money on his name so you don't think niggas are just gonna do it for clout like, come on, this is, like, I need y'all to be awoke. Like, you don't have to live off of social media so much. You don't have to live throughout the media and propaganda that's being displayed. You know, fake news is not good news, okay? So, for y'all to sit here and believe that shit, yes, but this is their life. So, what triggers you based on these two is a mere reflection of what you got to work on for yourself and your relationship. Is this the relationship that you want or is this the relationship that you don't want to keep dealing with, but then you have to heal from it by facing the the obstacles that are being thrown at you. So these are all things that you all have to understand, but take accountability for your actions as that individual that causes these issues in your life as well. What what are you trying to suppress? Why are you suppressing it? What are you running from? How can you face it and not beat yourself up or deter yourself from actually healing? Like, yes, healing is not linear. Like, this is not for the fucking weak. And people think that as a spiritualist, like, I have to open my arms. Like, I kid y'all not. That shit is another thing, too. Like, we are retreating for a reason. Like, every day I get... I grow tired and tired and tired of being on social media. Being on my phone is retraining as well. So when I tell people that my phone is off, like my partner, I tell him that my phone's off. He's like, why are you going off the grid? I'm not going off the grid. Like, you know where I'm at. You know where I'm staying. You know, you know where my location is. I'm not going nowhere, mostly because where am I going to go with our daughter? You know, I'm not bringing my daughter outside because it's too cold. And I don't need people in my business. But my thing is... I'm not growing off the grid because of that. Sometimes you be called to do shit because spirit wants you to be still. And when you're in stillness, you find a lot of things in the moment. Like you heal, really. And I kid you not, before I had my daughter, this is exactly why I was like, I'm not even going to take it for what it is. Like, my phone's off. Do I want to pay the bill? Yeah, but at the same time, I'm not rushing myself to go pay a bill because... I had my phone off before and it felt great to have my phone off for months and not give a fuck. Like, yes, I had people call me when they need to call me, but I didn't really give a fuck about being on my phone 25-8 because I took a break from having intrusive calls. People just calling me back to back, not respecting my space, not respecting my time, my energy. So you got to realize, like, even when you're in a relationship, y'all, you got to understand, like, you're still going to have those traumas that are going to come up as a trigger for you if you don't face it now and work on it. Like, yeah, you could be by yourself, but those same issues that you had in a relationship is going to still keep popping up with the next person. Yes, people, I know they project 
what they see on what you see on social media so like from instagram facebook snapchat tiktok like yeah we all want that happy everlasting relationship but you don't know what these people went through in order to get these relationships yes the ones that get married quick are the ones that are in silent mode the one that are actually you know you just find somebody that makes you happy but at the same time you just gotta realize one thing like you can't expect your relationship to jump off the way that it's gonna jump off like everybody's different if you and a willing like you know you could wait for that person by still doing you meaning as in getting your life together and if it's time then it's time like they said if it's meant to be then it's meant to be but don't really put your like figurally a figure a figure of speech excuse me y'all um figuratively do not put your life on hold just for the person to grow up and do the work like if they're going to be in alignment with you, they're going to come in alignment. Sometimes you might have to grow apart in order to come back together. And if it's meant to be, then it's meant to be. If not, don't worry about it. Like, things happen. Everybody's not meant to be in your life for a lifetime, except for the ones that are actually in alignment with you. Those that are not in alignment with you was only there for the season. And that's something that I realized. Like, I was talking to my spiritual brother, Angel the Healer, who I love dearly. Y'all should go check them out. Um, we, we were having a conversation and I was just told things and I was just like, oh, and then it started bothering me. Cause you like, you know, as the Scorpio that I am, um, I'm Scorpio rise. Um, but I'm also a Scorpio stellium. So my Scorpio self, like I'm more Scorpio than I am a Libra. Um, it just, you know, the intrusive thoughts, the possessiveness, um, I started thinking, and I'm in my head a lot, but that's my Aquarius moon. So I'm just in my head a lot. Um, but I think of an intellectual way that I actually feel the emotion. And so I was just like, I realized this year, like 2023 is bringing up a lot of people that I no longer associate with. And I honestly just felt like one of my mentors that helped me on my path of self-discovery and getting back into my roots um you know found out that they they had a baby or whatever the case may be and I'm like okay that's nice you know like and at the same time I realized I was like you know what like that's life at the end of the day like I wish nothing but the best no ill intentions, none of that funny shit. Like, you know, that funny shit that people be like, oh, when a person be like, they wish you best as ill intentions. No, y'all make it an ill intention because y'all are so fucking paranoid. But it's not really an ill intention. Like, I do wish nobody but the best. Like, if we don't fuck with each other no more, we don't fuck with each other no more. Like, I still got respect for you one way or other. It doesn't even matter if you did me dirty. Like, I still give respect where it has to go at the end of the day. But, you know, my truth is my truth. Their truth is however they word it. Don't give a fuck. But at the end of the day, I stand ten, do- ten toes down on myself and know that where I stand is where the fuck I stand. And I'm not letting nobody break me down in a way. But, you know... I just realized, like, you just have to understand there are things that you got to heal from and just move on gracefully and just make peace with it. Like, I'm making peace with all the things that, you know, all the people that done me wrong and just realizing, like, this is life. Like, this is all fucking chess we're playing. People say spades is chess, whatever the fuck it is, like. It's just one of those things, and sometimes you just have to 
understand that what you put out is what you get back. So how you speak intentions into your life is the intentions that will manifest back. So this is why people need to understand, like, astrology plays a big part in your life. Um, Human design also plays a big part because you got to know what the fuck you are. I am a generator. (laughs) So I already know how I manifest my life in a way. But taking this break is definitely needed because the actual new year, which is the um, astrological year, is actually spring, March. Um, it always starts, March is always the first zodiac sign of the month, um, of the year. Uh, so yeah, but that was my little rant and my input about this whole Christiana Blueface. Like if they got married, they got fucking married. That's their business. Um, I am really proud that they made that step. They've been talking about it for a while anyway, but it's just like, like I said, everybody got their own input in whatever else that they feel like they got to say. But at the end of the day, our fucking opinions don't pay their bills. And if we are paying their bills, it's because we're watching fucking Zeus Network. Hello? That's the only way. Like, we're paying their bills by watching them on Zeus every Sunday. So that's why I'm just like, yo, I, no funny shit. Like, why do people give a fuck? Like, you should be giving a fuck about yourself. And understanding what you have to do for yourself to not be in that predicament to not make yourself look like an ass for you i know plenty of females that fought niggas and vice versa so that's why i'm just like y'all gotta really cool it on this relationship shit about christian and blueface like let them live in peace like y'all be it's just wild to me like it's just wild how people just dick ride just to hop on it like the, just ride the wave like stop riding the wave and just be yourself but it's hard sometimes and I get that too but we shouldn't have to obtain this image of seeking external validation and approval of what other people gotta say about us like people are not gonna like us and that's fucking okay at the end of the day I'd rather people fucking not like me than like me and that was something I realized as a child growing up too like I used to force my friendship and realized that there was never it was never genuine so until I came across loyal friends and and those loyal friends turned into family and now here I am just chilling like I could sit here and go MIA on my friends my friends will understand because we go through shit as adults we are living life right now this is life that we're living we are human beings I am a mother of two I don't have energy for bullshit no more. Like, it's just what it is. And when I talk to my friends again, it's just back to the drawing board. Like, we act like nothing happened. Like, we just laughing in a kiki-ki right where we picked up. Like, that's just what it is. That's the relationship I'm on. But, you know, I just need people to understand, like, love is how you experience it. Your love can be conditioned or it can be unconditional. It's however it's perceived and how it's giving. I love unconditionally and I love fucking hard. Yes, I'm very possessive when it comes to my relationships because, like, I be in my own world. Like, yes, I am in my own world. I live in the fantasy life of feeling like my life should be a fucking fairy tale. Like, yes, my my partner should be like Prince Charming and the Beast and 
yeah, I, like Disney, Disney's a very, very touchy subject as well, I know. But this is what happens when you are just a little black girl growing up and just watching Disney. Um, and I just love how they're starting to have a lot of black princesses now for Disney, which is beautiful. Um, but my thing is for sure that sometimes when you watch these TV shows and these movies about people's relationships, it's like, yeah, I want the same thing. But yes, remember, relationships are not linear. Like, it takes a lot of energy and commitment to making it work by actually working out the issues and having these uncomfortable ass conversations. Um, and I had my fair share of being fucked up at times in a relationship where I made the assumption and yeah, like, you know, you just have to understand, like, you got to kill curiosity with the curiosity with the cat. Like, you know, you just got to sometimes sit on what you're about to say before you say it or just try to say it without making yourself feel awkward. Like if the person respects you and love you, then go for it. But, you know, just those two, you know, all I can say is congratulations on the, the marriage and the baby. Like hopefully this helps her understand her value as a woman when she has her first child and understand like, yes, but we all got to see how it plays out. She can be that female that be like, yep, this relationship is dope after the baby, but then it could be completely different. Like, and that's a lot of things too. Like I've witnessed and I met females that try to have babies to keep the men that they don't want to be there and mad shit. And it's just like, yo, like you did it to yourself, bro. Like it's one of those things. Like I'm just over here. Like I can't see myself doing that. Even as a mother too, like you do you see Erica Badu stressing herself out with all her baby daddies? No, all her baby dads are humbly self-healed men that are still healing and they're just woke now and they're not doing the crazy shit that they're doing. But I'm the type of female to not sit here and chase after no man and force the man to be a part of my life. If he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't have to be here. Like he's a grown ass man. We're not married. I don't have no ring on my finger. He's not on my deed. He's not on my, my, you know, like, my lease. Like, he's not on none of that. He's not on no bills. Like, we're not joint together to do anything. So why does it matter? At the end of the day, people got to realize that we're dating. <laughs> dating is just you talking to the person. You may have sexual relations with them, whatever, whatever. But then you're talking to other people as well. That's what dating is. We take the word dating and make it actually seem like we're exclusive. We make it seem like we are exclusive. We're not exclusive until the person, it's a both mutual agreement on both parties. Well, from both parties. And that was another thing that I tend to get fucked up when I was young. Even even now, as an adult, like I still have my fuck ups, you know. But this is what I want y'all to understand. Like, dating is very lean linear but it's also dangerous you know because it, it it's a gamble at the end of the day like you may win you may lose it all depends on the chemistry between you and that person and if they can obtain and you know understand your love language just like how you got to understand theirs it's not all about you 
you know, and there are just things that people tend to forget because we always put ourselves first, like, oh, now that I'm in a relationship, he's about to whine and dine me, he's about to spoil me with gifts. Well, if you're that type of person that like gifts, then that means you just love acts of service and gifts as a love language. You know, like I realized I like quality time. Like quality time is my number one. Number two is physical touch. Number three is acts of service. I just like the acts of service sometimes because it's like the help is needed. I need help when I need it. Gifts, yeah. And gifts is number four. That's just something. And then, of course, it is what it is. But I'm really big on quality time. Like, quality time means a lot to me in a way, you know? Like, I love being around my person and my person's energy and just knowing that my problems are melted away in that time being by being with my person and feeling like I can just unwind and just laugh at shit and just be myself, you know? But there's times I still feel like I'm walking on eggshells, but that's something I still have to work on. You know, I'm still working on that part of myself of, letting go certain things that I'm still holding on to. Um, But I just want y'all to understand, like, we're all not perfect at the end of the day. And you just got to be okay with knowing that it's going to get tough until it's, you know, respected on both parties. So with that being said, my loves, take it one day at a time and just know that everything is happening under divine timing don't beat yourself up don't be hard on yourself and just take this time to really face what you gotta face but don't let it consume you don't let it hold any room in your body in your heart in your soul you know but just be okay with knowing that this is what has to happen in order to get you to where you need to be at for your future self. Your higher self is preparing you and just knowing that it's just time. It's literally time to, you know, be okay with life. And life is just really life. So I will catch you on the next episode. I love you all deeply. And I'm beyond grateful for every single one of you that has supported me for this long. You all have a beautiful, prosperous, uplifting, soul-healing day. Ashe. Ashe. Asheo. And namaste.